Well, good morning. Dan Clarkson podcast. Sometimes I put applause on, don't I? Effects and that stuff. But today I found the button that says booing, so we're putting booing on. We start the podcast off on a light-hearted note, and why wouldn't we? It's a glorious Monday morning. I've got a bit of a chest infection, as you could probably tell in my voice. But again, that's okay. What we're we talking about today? Uh, paddling. I thought we'd start off with, you know, since it's a white water hiking podcast. And I just thought I'd talk about a couple of recent paddling experiences, and I hope it resonates with listeners. Do you ever have those days where, no matter how sleepy-eyed you are, you get up out of bed early, you don't really want to, you know, you want to stay in bed and drink coffee and what have you, but you, you get up early, you know, in the pre-dawn light, and you head off to the river. When you get to the river, there's still that frost, especially this time of year, you know, there's still that frost on that early morning in June, the world's not quite woken up yet, even though you've been awake for hours. You've left the house already dressed in your thermals because the very thought of putting thermals on at the side of the river sort of fills you with dread. And then you stretch and you burp and you fart as you walk around and, you know, the world's waking up and you're waking up. You put the boat on the water's edge after encasing yourself in your dry suit. And that first seal launching, if it's at a high enough angle, wets your face. That cold water sort of splashes on your face. And straight away, that's it. You're in a new realm, aren't you? You're in this place of magic and mischief. The flow of the water. And you're off. Maybe you make a few eddies. Maybe you make a few S-turns. Maybe you surf a wave. Maybe you don't do any of that. Maybe you just float down. Yesterday, for example, I paddled with a friend and all these things happened. We got on. We seal launched in. We got wet faces within minutes. And then we made an eddy. Had we warmed up? Not really. Had we stretched and done our morning pilates? Had we chuff? We're both knocking on 50. You know, but I'm not quite there yet, but I'm damn sight closer to 50 than I am to 21. And then we surfed some waves. Wondered why our shoulders tweaked and our backs ached. Perhaps we should have listened to our bodies and warmed up more. But, you know, I'm always a bit keen. So we had a little surf. Scooting from left to right. None of this wicky-ticky-tacko flips that you're doing, you know, short, boats shorter than your paddles and none of that stuff. Just nice, classic front surfs and carving. Because we like that stuff. And we set off down the rapids. 
a rapid that is famous in its infamy. The tale of the serpent. Serpent's tail. Taming the tail. It always makes me laugh. Always makes me laugh. And we eddy hopped and we surfed waves and we did some high crosses and all that sort of stuff, you know. And we sort of shouted jokes at each other and we laughed and sang songs in the early morning light. And then we floated onwards. Nothing to write home about. Nothing mega special. Just another day on the water. The sun getting higher. Then as we float past the known section, I say known section of the D, the section of the D is relatively popular, the mill section, you know, T&R. Now for me, that's uh, Eddie Lines. I call that, I'll always call that Eddie Lines, or JJ's perhaps. Uh, for other generations of paddle, it's become this nomad site. And for some generations, it's the mill or T&R. But we know what I'm talking about. If you're not a, a British poet, then I'm really sorry because you've not got that reference. It's basically a a facility at the side of the river. It's a really cool place if you're not a British boater, or if you're a British boater in the river. Nice place, car park, toilets, uh, pizza. They do pizza there now. Uh, tea, coffees, chocolate bars, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the paddling shop as well there now. Go kayaking. There's been a paddling shop there on and off as long as I can remember. I think, yeah, the, the, the first paddling shop that I ever know there was Eddie Lines, hence why I call it Eddie Lines. And then paddle works were there. And then it's now go kayaking. But no mad boats were built there. Anyway, I digress. We floated in there and there's people still pulling up in cars and discussing their what their day is going to be. And we're already halfway down the river. And we weren't super, super early because I've driven from the north of England. So, you know, it's not mega early. I mean, it is, you know, early morning light, but it's still not mega early. And the world is still waking up. But also people, you know, that are doing night shifts are probably back in bed by now. And we get to the site that, a site of the river that I've paddled for over 30 years. And I surf waves that I've surfed for over 30 years. And we paddle around the bend and drift off down into town. Talking about life, love, liberty, and fruit of the loom. <laughs> we don't always talk about fruit of the loom, but that was obviously a tagline to the fruit of the loom adverts back in the 90s. And we float down and we get to Town Falls. Again, Town Falls. A rapid I have run for the best part of the, well, over 30 years. I've run it. Down the normal channel, I've run it down the station side, I've had rolls, I've had dry heads, I've put loads of strokes in, I've put hardly any strokes in, I've raced it, it's a nice little section, but to me it always feels like it should be harder than it is, and I know it's because I've paddled it for 30 odd years. But it, it's got a really sort of defined horizon and it's really quite steep. And because you've got, even though it's not gorged in, it feels tight because you've got the 
Carmel pub on the right, and then you've got the bridge at the bottom, which sort of plays like a little optical trick on you. You've got the station on the far left, so well, it isn't gorging, like I say, per se, it kind of is, because you've got these two walls, and you, you know, you can't get out until the bottom, it's not like you can stop halfway down and climb out, but it's wide enough and long enough that I don't feel it really is, except you've got these, you know, man-made structures, and you've always got people watching you as you come down, always, no matter how early or late in the day, which adds a little bit of pressure to it. Because, let's be honest, people that are watching kayaking don't want to see your paddle town falls on two strokes. They want to see you flip and get a trolley in. You know, because, let's be honest, it's, it's way more fun, isn't it? As a general member of public watches when you get a trolley in than it is watching them make it look dead smooth. And we float under the bridge, and as we float under the bridge, we talk about friends. Friends we've known for 20 odd years, 30 odd years, that have paddled this river with us for as many years. And we jump out at the nice, nice takeout. Walk up into town, through, I say into town, up to the uh, taxidermy and then up onto the canal and paddle back up the canal and away we go. Talking about life again. Some people. Moan about paddling up the canal on the day. But I love it. I love it for a lot of reasons. I love it because you get the insane chatter of the uh, pit dog walkers that go, Oh, you're paddling the flat. You should try it on those rapids. And then you explain to them, You're paddling back to your car because you've just been down the rapids. But I love that canal section. I love the fact that it's like a different world and you're just a few minutes from the maelstrom and the madness of the white water. I love the fact that there's families of ducks on there. You know, the the canal life, the tourism, excuse me, I passed the Stadford Centre. Going past the backs of houses, you know, housing estate, the whole sort of spectrum of civilization, really. Because, you know, you have people going about the daily daily business in the house that you're passing and then you've got somebody that's on a long weekend holiday going past the window two minutes later you've got a kid in a pushchair throwing a toy out into the canal and on the far side you've got somebody that lives on a canal boat stoking up that little pig belly stove and you can see the puffs of smoke coming up to the sky and you've got some it's quite often you have some fishermen walking down that are probably catched you know, bugger all, and they're walking back to the car dejected. And then slowly, slowly, you sort of, as you get up to Velvet Hill, it seems to go quiet, even though it's really close to the road. When, I'm talking after you've gone under that road bridge, and it just seems a bit quieter, and it's not, is it? It's just that you lose those sort of houses and stuff. The houses are set down in places. And as you get up to Serpent's Tail, you know, you can sometimes, you know, if you, if you listen carefully enough, hear the whoops and the hollers of people paddling the tail. You can't see it because you're on the canal and they're set down, but you can hear it. And then you either paddle up uh, and take out the weir and get back on, or you take out and walk up the steps back to your car. And those steps, 
those steps, I've, I've remembered those steps, you know, from the day I first paddled that river. I remember falling down in the ice. They're not quite built to curd, I don't think. You know, they're not quite big enough for your feet. So you've got to be careful carrying your boats down there. And it's, it's the, the metal, the checker plate's going rotten and, and all that. And they're probably like never going to pass any health and safety regs anymore, but they're still there. And then back to your car you go. Except I didn't. You know, me and my friend, we said our goodbyes. He went back and did his Sunday things of painting, drinking tea, I imagine. Earl Grey. And before we left, we spoke about why yesterday really mattered. And why did yesterday matter? Well, it mattered because it was an anniversary of a, a fatality on that river. A fatality that affected many people. And that me and my friend, me and Warwick, were part of the rescue. Six years. And we chatted about it and we hugged it out. And we spoke about how things have changed in the last six years. And I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. Anyway, White, White walks off to his car with his boat on his shoulder, and I get back in. Just me now. Nobody else on the water. And I should sing Grand Parsons songs really out of key. And I float down the river, and I surf some waves again. And I drop under Chain Bridge and through the tail, through the tail of doom. And I go under the old, you know, under the old branch that sticks out that I've dodged for years and still there. And nothing changes. He floated through the campsite and get back to the mill section, back to Eddie Lyons. <laughs> I really confused you all in it. Excuse me. <coughs> and I get back to the mill section. And as I float around the bend to bottom wave, the Eddie's full of friends that I've not seen for a long, long time. And they're sort of tentatively surfing the waves. Doing some uh, of the latest freestyle shenanigans. You know, I don't really know the names of the moves because, like I say, I'm nearly 50. And I don't own a boat that's shorter than my paddles. But, you know, there's certainly some sort of wicky-ticky-taco flips going on. Or, I don't know, Phoenix Monkeys, Phoenix Monkeys, McTwisty Nasty... Hullabaloos, all that sort of stuff, you know. But it's cold, and people are like throwing themselves in the wave, doing a power flip, or you know, catching an edge and rolling back up, and then shaking their heads and doing that. And I sit there, and I sort of wonder to myself, well, why are we doing this? Like, you know, I'm nearly a bit deaf now. I wear hearing aids because of cold water immersion, you know. Like, and why are we doing this? I know you might have earplugs and skull caps and all that. But it's not, you know, it doesn't seem sensible, does it, to sort of throw yourself in the cold water? And I drop in the wave and do some spins and some cartwheels and I'd roll here and there. And it's nice and it's fun and, you know, people are, people are laughing and joking and there's a community, isn't there? A community, completely different experience to the experience of only a few hours prior. And then we float on down and 
I surfed the wave outside the uh, the park. And then, it, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and then into town, you know, back down through uh, through town falls into town and walk up to the to the canal. And as I walk up to the canal, sit in the little canal cafe. This is a plug for the canal cafe. Drink a cup of tea and chat to everyone. You know, people that have come back from Ecuador, people that are planning trips abroad. And we sit there, me in my dry suit, some people are changed, and we sit and we talk and we smile. And it's a little community of friends and strangers with a common thread, and that common thread is that river. And it's a beautiful thing, you know? That river that's always faithful to us, no matter how high or high low, always faithful. And we sit and we talk and we chat, and life's golden. And off I paddle, back up the canal. Alone, with my thoughts of the day. And I sort of leave it at that. Weeks before, I had a similar experience. Paddling with friends, old and new, on a different river. With different connotations because it's of the way that I explored it as a youth. Waves I've surfed again for 30 years. Doing the same tricks time and again. I'm still not proficient at them. And it's a learning curve. Because the river's not the same, is it? The river's not the same now as it was 30 years ago. In fact, it's not the same today as it was yesterday. And that's okay. And things move on. And we laugh and we smile. And I've come to realise over the years that the reason we kayak, really, is to make us smile. And sometimes we need that little bit of heart-pounding adrenaline and that push to challenge ourselves. And that makes us smile because we've been validated in a, a sort of boundary-pushing exercise of our own making. Like, no one's forced us to do this stuff. And some days we smile on the river because we made that high cross or that ferry glide. And it felt smooth and it felt like we were in control. And You know, it's the first time we've done that. Because I can still remember those days learning to ferry glide, and learning to high cross or learning to S-turn. And all of a sudden it clicks. You know, and your edge control's perfect and the way you engage your rail's perfect. And the stroke pressure is perfect. And it works. You know, and, and these things are important, really important. And it's ever changing. And we paddle because we smile. And I load up my boat yesterday. A boat that is far from modern. And those that know me know that I'm not a massive fan of modern boats. But this boat that I, I paddled yesterday is 11 bullets, so I think it's like 20 odd years old in design. Could be a little bit older, but I think it's 20 odd years old in design. The actual boat itself isn't. It's, uh, what, 10 years old? Yeah, about 10 years old. Uh, but I love it. I love it. And I get in my car and I drive home. Long drive for me. Three hours, something like that. As I get home last night, sat watching TV. 
And I felt guilty. I felt really, really guilty. And I felt sad. And I felt angry with the world. How could I have such a beautiful day yesterday? On a day that is underlined with sadness. Underlined with people's lives changed forever. Yeah, I had a beautiful day. A day to celebrate, actually. A day that was golden. One of the best days I've I've had on the water for a long, long time. How did I have the right to have such a good day? Because those of us that were there six years ago, There's people there that will never have that good day again. Ever. And that's why I'm going to keep paddling. And that's why I'm going to keep having good days. And I'm going to keep smiling. You know? And some days I might miss that ferry. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Because you know what? I'm blessed that I can make those ferries. Or try to make those ferries. And I'm blessed that I have the time and the inclination and the friendships. To get me out on the water. Because many of us. Have lost people to the river. Many of us have lost friends. Through age or illness. Friends that we had that common connection with on the river. That we no longer see. We owe it to them. To have those golden days on the river once more. So go out, go out as often as you can and make those eddies and surf those waves and tell bad jokes and sing songs out of tune and it's all going to be okay. You know. And if it's not okay, it ain't the end, is it? Because as the saying goes, it's all going to be okay in the end. And if it ain't okay, it ain't the end. So keep plugging away and keep smiling and keep laughing. You know, because we are blessed. And we are full of gratitude that we can do this stuff. Thank you for listening. Got a bit heavy by the end, didn't it? But that's all right, you know. 23 minutes of uh, Clarkson rambling. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Have a cracking week. And I'll bang some more podcasts out later. Ta-ra.